Awea, awea, awea. Welcome one and all to Shandi, hailing all the way from Namibia. I'm your host, Katu. Shandi is another word for thingy or something. So this podcast covers most Shandis, as in topics. See what I did there? Posting times will vary from Monday motivations to crants. So it would be Mondays and Thursdays. Crants are Katu rants. Monday motivation has the quote, the song, and message of the week. While crants are the reviews, the music, creatives, cool words, and the main topic. Please do feel free to share Shandi on all your platforms and to follow mine. The link is in the description. I'll be back in uno momento. Okay, so today's gonna be a bit of a doozy. Um, I'm gonna talk about you and Orange is the New Black. Now, I'm not necessarily reviewing either of them. I'm just talking about them because I only managed to finish Orange is the New Black completely, like yesterday, literally yesterday, and not okay wait not yesterday but like very 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 recently and i finished you like uh, i'm pretty sure i binged it the day it came out or something or like three or four days after it came out now let's start with you season one and season two okay obviously as you all know i don't do spoilers so hopefully i don't spoil anything but now the thing is with you right is that I didn't realize that it was based from a book and I actually started reading the book years ago and just completely forgot about it and didn't manage to finish it and then lo and behold Netflix I just see a young you and Penn Badgley I'm like oh okay interesting and then I take it out and I'm like ah, da, 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 da. He- hectic like bro anyways so you is a show on Netflix I think it's a Netflix show if I'm not mistaken and Yo, okay, let me read the the plot for you. A dangerously charming, intensely obsessive young man goes to extreme measures to insert himself into the lives of those he's transfixed by. (laughs) I swear, the way this is, it really explains it like he's just some weirdo, but it's so much more than that. And it just really, it's one of those shows that show you something that you forget exists, like stalkers, for example. Stalkers are... I've never had a stalker or if I have then they're really good at what they're doing because I don't know about them and I don't even mean that as a joke like I'm dead serious stalkers are terrifying like if you see the lengths that this man goes to it's over borderline disturbing like it's flat out bro I, I this oh, speechless anyways so um, this guy's name is Joe Goldberg, and he's played by Penn Badgley. That name might be familiar. He's from what's that show? The one with the uh, Gossip Girl. There we go, Gossip Girl. He played what was his name? Dan Humphreys, I think that was his name. But Moashe, guys, this too much, too much. Season one, literally, I don't even know like what to. Okay, season one, I was like, wow, shocking, you know. But then I feel like season two really, like, brought it together. I believe season two is better than season one. And 
I oh my, yo 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 yo. There are characters who deserved way better. Delilah, Ellie, Henderson got what he deserved. That that was yeah. Um, let's see who else. Forty. Look, guys, I hated forty. I hated forty. I was gonna say that again. I hated forty. This guy is so annoying. He's not even annoying. Guy is irritating. I just like this freaking things that he does and the stunts that he pulls but you know what's really interesting about the show is that it has you rooting for the main character and you think to yourself okay no um is joe gonna manage is he gonna pull it off is he gonna be able to do this and that without getting caught like oh oh no and then when he almost gets caught you're like oh damn that was close and then you take a step back and you're like wait i am literally rooting for a stalker and stalk i feel like stalker doesn't even come close to what this guy is and it just blew my mind how well it's written how well it was direct edited as well especially for those um what's it called loopholes and just a general sense of urgency like every time i was watching i was just like oh my oh, what's gonna happen next oh what's who who, who? like in the first one two three episodes you're just like wait wait, wait wait a minute every way every what literally every like angle turn like every camera angle turn is like a completely different thing and the plot is so juicy and thick and oh, wow beautiful and it's just bro wow wow honestly i would recommend it i would recommend watching it but now a lot of people have this thing where they don't watch something because it's very popular and a lot of people are talking about it and they could be overhyping the show and then once you watch it it's like but it's not it's not that great like what what are people talking about you know but now the thing is just if you're one of those just wait for the dust to settle it's still it's still a bit you know like popular now but just just wait just wait for the dust to settle then watch it trust me if you don't like it then i'm sorry but i seem like it's just your mm -mm. did i even have a favorite character nope i didn't nope Nah. Nope, not even a little bit. Nope. Just I'm looking at the cards and you're like, nah. Nah. Mm-mm. Anyways. Um, yes, so that's you. Definitely recommend it. Do it, live it, breathe it, love it. Well done to Penn Badgley. Oh, actually, one more thing before I stop talking about you. Penn Badgley said that the show is about how far what how far people are willing to forgive an evil white man something something along those lines and i thought that was just a very interesting take and a very interesting way to put it and yeah you when you watch it you'll be like how is this even happening like there is no way that this is real and if you really think about it 
it, mm, yeah so that's me talking about you and i'm done talking about you so that's me i did not have to say it like that but i did anyways um great so now we're gonna move on to orange is new black oh sure my whole chest cavity was blown away like i can't Mm. I just, you know, I, but, mm, mm, yo, guys, 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 yo, okay, okay, just a little refresher. Orange is the New Black started in 2013. I can't believe it. It's literally been seven years. That is, wow, literally wow. And I was like, what, 14? Wow to see it and i just okay let's read the plot for just just for those who are not aware convicted of a decade old crime of transporting drug money to an ex-girlfriend normally law-abiding piper chapman is sentenced to a year and a half behind bars to face the reality of how life-changing prison can really be so now sorry i had to drink water there um the this show it centers around piper in a way but i think i got to the point where there are so many other characters that you tend to forget about piper i mean if you're one of those like for for me example like me huh me for example wow i really don't like piper chapman i don't like her character i don't like her like i just don't like and the thing is i know that this is even the thing is, Orange New Black is based off of a real person, real life, real stuff. I just don't like Piper. Piper is very annoying. She is entitled. She is spoiled. And there's definitely that like character growth and development and I'm happy for her and whatever. But I still don't like Piper. At first I was like, oh wow, you know, in the very first season, first episode, there was like a shower scene and you're like, wow. That's so hectic. That's so saucy. First time I went, I remember I was just like, wow, I've never like seen this before. Like that's so wow. Like, ooh, you know? And I was just, ish. Now, now they like sex scenes in every show for no reason. Every, I swear, every show has a sex scene, bruh. And it's not needed. Not that I mind. I don't mind the sex scenes. I don't. But like, it's literally not needed for the plot to progress. But you know, to each their own. Now, Orange is New Black. I Wow. I can't remember what season was, but there was this one season where something really big happened. Okay, that's very vague because that's all the seasons. But it was catastrophic. And my favorite character was killed off the show. And I cried, guys. When I, t- when I tell you I cried, real tears like... Tears are literally forming in my eyes right now again. She, uh, I'm not even gonna say anything, but it was very tragic and very just the topics and type, not titles, the topics and themes and situations that they would tackle in the show are very real and very, I wanna say accurate, but that doesn't really sound right. But yeah, they were like accurate and you know, it held truth. And I, oh my goodness. I just oh my twist my whole twist um wow i'm my heart 
so we're going to talk about season seven for a little bit not we me now season seven the last time i watched orange the new black was like damn i don't even remember watching season six like i don't even remember what happened in season six but with season seven what they did was they explored um mental health they explored suicide they explored the ice detention centers they explored i mean obviously they explored like the lgbtq stuff but also instead of like making that the focus of the characters it was more that lgbtq characters were just living their lives as opposed to their queerness being focused on and it's very rare because a lot of the times when people have lgbtq shows or movies it's about them being queer it's not about a queer person living their life and it's such a nice i don't know like it's just it's it's better writing it's better to watch in terms of like really feeding the characters because there isn't a wall that's put up because if, if you can't relate to something that someone's going through there's an o- like automatically there's a wall that's put up and you just can't understand or you could you i mean you could like try and you could see that they're sad you can like empathize with them but there's a wall that like blocks you from actually being able to engage with the character and the story and trying to really feel for them but what they've done is they've taken that wall away by making the story about a queer character instead of a character that's queer if that makes sense um any of the ways and they're just a lot of different characters to keep up with i found that during season seven i would just get very confused sometimes they would say someone's name and i'd be like who is that so it's like one of those things where you might have to go back and just double check real quick because it was like something oh yeah they also spoke about the me too thing and it was quite interesting because to watch that because i know when it came out the me too was very 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 big and when i was watching it now me too is fizzled out quite a bit like it's still going on but it's not as big as it was before i don't well i don't know what that was i don't know why um i'm not gonna try and think about why but not but anyways carrying on with orange is new black just season seven broke my heart in so many ways and just i was literally always so confused but not confused as in i didn't understand just confused as in like what is happening like what like w h a t what it was just wow bruh and i just oh wow just it's so strong and powerful and i literally can't and one of my favorite characters lord have mercy not the one that died but anyways um my favorite character being like tasty it used to be like cindy as well but then she was wiling heavy in like seasons what five six seven i was like nah 
I can't. Mm, 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 mm. Could never be me. Could never be me and you. It's not gonna work out. And just oh um, what's her name? Tamika Ward. Yo, da guys. Yeah. Mm. I literally love her. She actually reminds me of someone who's very um dear and close to me right now and she's just so so beautiful <laughs> i'm like in love with her oh lord um hectic okay hectic hectic yes orange new back definitely recommend it it's really pop i i can't i'm not stressed enough like how much i just cried and it's just such a great show especially if you want to see queer characters especially if you want to see queer women queer women of color it's it's great they tackle a lot of different issues and they do it in a very nuanced way obviously not everything is perfect and sure i found like things that i was just like nah but i shouldn't have done that but you know at the end of the day it's not really about me <laughs> so yeah now let's go on to words yes words so i chose the words selkuf and duende now i i'll be honest with you i don't know if i'm saying these right but as you know i found them on pinterest and i really like these words so i'm just gonna you know do the thing where i share the word so let's start with selkuf so selkuf is an adjective and it means unfamiliar rare strange and yet marvelous so it's just one of those i don't i'm not entirely sure how you would use it now that i think about it because i know it's an adjective but that's a weird i don't know like i wouldn't be like okay let's think um this fruit is selkuf or a selkuf like phone obviously these aren't the right like you know phones and fruits aren't really rare and strange but you know it's just it's it's an interesting word like i wouldn't think of a th word in front of a noun you know what i mean but yes Selkuf. Next one, duende, which is Spanish. It's a noun. And it says that it's the mysterious power of art to deeply move a person. I am profoundly in love with this word. Just because art, to me, is everything. And everything is so beautiful and powerful to me. And I could probably go on like all day about it, but... Oh, sorry, I got very soft there. Um, yeah, I think a lot of... I'm moved by art every day. Every single day, without a, without a doubt. I am moved by art. Moved not only in an emotional sense, but also moved as in, like, a sense of agency and a sense of motivation for me to do things. All of that is through art. And I don't necessarily mean art like music and writing and poetry and... Um, what are those things called like paintings and stuff like not those traditional inverted commas traditional types of arts I'm talking about the art of life the art of food the art of beauty the art of people the art of parenting the art of self-motivation self-preservation the art of self-care the art of what's it called um self self uh, english is a hectic problem anyways self 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 not love self 
improve improvement self-improvement i think i think i was looking for improvement yeah so basically just the, the basic gist of it is just art like this duende is such a beautiful word and it's just the look the art of words boom there we go i am moved mysteriously by the power of this word duende and last but not least for this segment of this episode i wanted to share music that i've been listening to lately and i've been listening to my playlist called bruntide bruntide is actually another word it's um what's it called it's like the low rumble of thunder it's a word that i use for my hip-hop slash rap playlist and i've just currently been listening to the baby and dreamville brockhampton what else is on here let's see drake who is a bit of a yikes <laughs> um but yeah this playlist has like quite just a lot of like hip-hop rap songs i'm i can't i mean i would say i'm a fan of hip-hop but like you know what i'm saying like i'm not like a big one you know what i'm saying but like i love rap and hip-hop and i love rapping when i know the words obviously but you know mm. so yes sorry i am literally losing track so yeah that that is the beginning of the situation next up we have one of my oldest friends in the world i've known her since grade three so that's like what how old are you in grade three Uga? i think you're like eight or eight yeah since we're eight years old that's 12 years now I've been friends with this person and they're gonna talk about a few questions that i gave them and i'm really really excited because she's whoa wow can i tell you what talent means you look at talent in a dictionary you will see her face there that is talent i swear this oh my wow wow we we love to see it she's a writer and she's amazing and she's currently doing this art for art for the heart um situation in namibia and i just can't start anyways yes she's going to um talk and you know i'll just let her do her thing commonly known as mind of the writer i am a poet i'd like to believe i'm a good poet and i'm also what i've recently referred to as an art activist i was born in zimbabwe but i grew up in namibia and i've lived here for 17 years so i'd like to believe it's safe to call namibia my home and yeah, I'm 20 years old. I've relocated to South Africa and that's where I'm currently based, completing my university studies. Something I'd like to tell my past self. There are three things I'd like to tell my past self and are particularly directed to my 16-year-old self because I was a mess at 16. 
and so i would tell 16 year old mama that one keep believing you were born to change the world because that's something i've always thought about something i've always thought i was born to do but people will try to bring you down people will tell you that realistic but i would just like to say you're not delusional you're just determined and that's a special trait to have in this society secondly there are mistakes that you know are mistakes like before you go into it you knew this was going to be detrimental to both of us 16 year old you and 20 year old me and for that i'd like to say chill sis just chill and then lastly i'll tell myself that you are within and altogether without and should know exactly what i'm talking about my favorite project that i've worked on would have to be what i'm currently working on and that is a project we're calling art for the heart it is all about coming up with projects and ideas that inspire people and touch people directly from my heart the artist to your heart and it's all about spreading love and inspiration and a concept that i call the message that sits at the throne of your heart and i'm a firm believer that we all have a special message that defines us and that we use to define our lives and ultimately leads us and i feel if we all took time to share that message with other people would make a hell of a lot of difference in the world so ultimately it's all about touching people and sharing and this is all done through cultivating the various forms of art and i believe it's an expansion of every project i've come up with particularly the project that was dear to my heart called speak out movement which is an online platform created to allow people to share their stories and opinions around rape culture and it's all done once again through the various forms of art so it's a movement i am excited to launch and all i can say is watch the space my least favorite project i would like to believe i do not have i do not i do not have a least favorite project and hear me out honestly i am a very inconsistent person and inherently lazy oh english inherently lazy so for me to immerse myself in a project means i must have put in a lot of hard work and that takes determination and behind every determination is passion so i don't believe i've had a project that i didn't like or could call the least favorite because all of them have to do with people and i have a deep love for people so that's it is what it is it really is what it is a person group or brand i want to work with currently i am all about local and underrated and i'm all about sharing local art and a person who i feel is on the rise up in namibia is a friend called namafu she is a visual artist and an all-around creator she's multi-dimensional guys she is so talented it blows my mind how someone can have it all like god really be out here blessing people with all these talents and she's someone who has supported me in providing me photos for my instagram page at man of the writer and she believed in me at a time when 
I didn't believe in myself. And I kid you not, I've never met her face to face, but she has become someone I call a friend. And the level of support someone can give you without knowing you is immense. And currently, what we do, our collaboration is amazing. She sends me photos, I put poetry to it, but I'd like us to work on bigger and better projects and all around magic. So she's someone I'd really like to work with someday. Uh, something that some people do not know about me is that if it wasn't for my deep love for poetry, I would totally, totally throw myself into becoming a comedian because I believe with my chest that I am hilarious. And I'm not even going to be humble about it. Like, I genuinely feel I am a clown. But, um, yes, and something that people don't know about me that's very paradoxical, is that the word? Yeah. Is that I tend to have a lot of anger in me and a lot of my anger stems from the fact that people are comfortable with not being happy and it's very contradictory but it is what it is a favorite tv show or movie genre i don't do well with favorites guys like i'm not gonna lie to you when it comes to picking something i am terrible at it so i really i really commitment issues even when it comes to picking a movie genre it's insane but a TV show I'd like to pinpoint that might set the tone for the kind of things I like watching is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I grew up loving it and I still love it. Like, it has fresh revelations every time I watch it. And it is, to me, it is art at its best. It is art that makes you laugh, art that makes you cry, art that makes you want love, art that makes you hate love, art that makes you believe in family and also not believe in family. Like, it is entertaining but educating and i feel like that's what art in itself is and a secret obsession i used to have is telenovelas i am honestly i'm i'm for telenovelas and generally i just like to say that i love anything that has a really good story and lastly do two wrongs make a right you see in maths, there's this thing we're taught that a negative and a negative make a positive. And since art, sorry, since maths is supposed to apply everywhere in our lives, I feel like that's your answer. There you go. And if you have an issue with it, you can refer to every maths teacher I've had since the heavens formed me. But <laughs> on a serious on a serious note, I generally feel if your heart says something is wrong, it is wrong. No matter how many wrongs it is, if it is wrong, it is wrong. And your heart is the only right in everything that is wrong. So, you know, you should you should listen to it. And that's all I have. I hope it has been helpful. Okay, so today is Appreciate a Dragon Day, just so you know. And I mean, the only time, whenever I think of dragons, I just think of, the first thing I think of now is Game of Thrones. But I also think of The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog. That 
that is a good movie i should actually watch that again wow sorry uh just getting a bit lost there um so today i just want to talk a little bit about comparative thinking and how i'm <laughs> slowly but surely dealing with that and it's just it's really interesting because i was thinking to myself if it's a human condition because how else do you experience things without re- wow <laughs> wow it's not even english like at this point i can't even just, i've been i can't speak <laughs> the words are just like falling out of my mouth and not in a good way um let me just re-say that sentence how else do you experience things without relating them to one another so like last year i went to a talk and the speaker said that the definition of creativity is just making connections and i thought that was really a really interesting way to define creativity and now that i think about it it's actually very beautiful just making connections when i think of making connections um no cap for my Namibian listeners i think of mtc it's like our cell phone carrier and well one of the two cell phone carriers and i think mtc i'm lying mtc's slogan is make the connection and i used to think that mtc stood for make the connection but mtc stands for multi telecommunications and yeah i just thought that was funny not funny not funny like haha funny like chuckle chuckle you know um anyways yes i think it's very beautiful making connections because i i think of people i think of meeting someone and talking to them and learning about them and them learning about me and it's just one of those things that i think of now i believe that everyone is creative everyone is i'm pretty sure everyone's good at something like you'd be surprised how many people don't realize something that they're good at because they just think it's like a normal thing or they think it's such a small thing that it doesn't really amount to something like let's say um you know okay now for my art students you know when you put masking tape on a paper and you take off the masking tape and it tears your paper you know how you get some people who are good at taking that off that's talent and i'm not even trying to be funny do you know how masking tape can ruin your work you know you know exactly what i'm talking about it's tough masking tape i call it masking tape i think it's also called drafting tape yeah i'm looking at one right now it's also called drafting tape it's it's tough out here bro like everyone is good at something like no matter how small something is i'm telling you there's something you're good at and yeah so i think that everyone is creative it's just that a lot of people are creative in different ways and we all hone our creativity in different ways as well now comparatively speaking a lot of people believe that certain things have more values than other things right well not a lot of people everyone everyone believes that and sorry i'm looking at my talking points and i'm just like wait a minute cuz i wrote these like a while ago <laughs> and i'm just like wait a minute okay i see how i got there that's hectic okay well yes so we tend to put a lot of value in different things in different situations in different i want to say statuses but i'm looking for another s word um hmm well anyways yes we just place value in a lot of different things now i specifically want to talk more about placing value in having a person 
for okay basically what i'm talking about is like girlfriends boyfriends partners you know people like that now in the in western society i want to say western society but i feel like okay i can't obviously i can't say for sure but i'm like nine at least okay let's say 80 percent 80 percent of cultures around the world are very adamant on people getting a partner having someone to love having someone love you there we go wow english um like okay for example i'm going to talk from obviously my perspective because that's the only thing i know and you have people like you get a certain okay mm, take weddings no weddings marriages for example your in my culture you have this thing where your husband to be will pay your family to marry you right if you're the woman in you know in binary terms and that thing is called lobola now with lobola it's basically me being sold to my future husband essentially that's literally what it is and obviously it's very objectifying and it's like oh i'm on the market what 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 you know stuff like that it just it creates this precedent that you need a person or okay for okay let's give more examples movies tv shows all of them are always like you know the main character is sad and poor and they have nothing to do and they're sad blah 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 and then along comes this person that that they could potentially be with you know romantically and then everything gets better from there it doesn't there aren't a lot of things that portray you not getting a partner everything is about getting a partner and having someone to love and to love you back and it's a very damaging precedent to set because not everyone can get a partner like yeah like literally not it it you know like when people you like damn like when someone okay let's say someone's like you know you have like a young 25 year old and then they tell you oh yes i've never had a partner and you're just like what you've never had a partner you've never kissed anyone you're still a virgin you know stuff like that it's very ostracizing it's very i want to say exclusive is that the right word exclusive yeah when you exclude people it's very exclusive and it just creates this idea that you have to have someone and that's why a lot of people tend to get married even when they don't want to that okay let me not say that that could be why some people get married even though they don't want to because you know it's like oh i'm 30 years old i'm getting old might as well which brings me to another thing ageism stop that shit stop it stop it ageism is basically being discriminatory to older people now older 
like you know when you when someone's like like you just you we associate old with i want to say death but like that's really that's hectic old with like old has negative connotations basically and it's really damaging especially to like that's why you know you get like these anti-aging wrinkle-free what 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 all those shandies look um all i'm saying is if you want to use anti-aging shandies because you don't want wrinkles anymore that's fine brah do you but there's a certain like there are certain situations where it's like don't go around telling people oh you look so old you have so many like wrinkles like you, you know stuff like that like that it's i mean it is rude but it shouldn't be rude in a way like it shouldn't be used as an insult even if you're not trying to purposefully insult them if that makes sense just like the word fat fat is not an insult it's if you're fat you're fat like i i get so annoyed when oh god this i really get annoyed when people use fat as an insult because it literally isn't there's nothing wrong with being fat and please don't come to me about being healthy and whatever the fuck it is you want to tell me because i'm not listening to that don't even try and change my mind that's a what anyways back to comparative thinking um being in the graphic design industry and having seen different works and different people and having work experience it's especially in a creative field it's very difficult because i mean at this point there are so many things that have been created and so many things that are out there that you just don't have you feel like well not you but i feel like i don't have anything to offer i feel like i'm just there like there's nothing of substance to me and it's even worse being at the university that i am because it's an art university and everyone everyone is good everyone is good at what they do everyone like there's lit bro everyone like you'll see someone doing their project and just like wow that's amazing i could never do that and it's really it's a really damaging thought process and it's really bad for you to think that but then there's also a what's it called a plus side to it so there's you get eustress and you get de-stress is it yeah not de-stress distress so now distress is the one where you're like oh no they're really good i could never be like that oh i can't do that but usually when i say that that's because i see different mediums like um uh what's it called illustration majors and yo what are those other shandies animation majors video game majors motion media majors fashion majors ux design majors like all these different types of mediums and these different things and i'm always like oh no i could never do that i mean i could literally i could but also that's not my major i'm not studying that so i'm not going to do it so obviously i won't do it do you know what i mean and then you get used stress which is like if you see people who are in your same field and you see what they're doing and you see that they're doing better than you in terms of like 
aesthetics because aesthetics is very important because a lot of people think if something's beautiful then it's better you know what i mean as opposed to the theory behind it so now if you see something if okay not you if i see something done by someone else and we're in the same class and we're doing the exact same project and i see it and i'm like oh wow that's amazing they're doing way better than me that's gonna be an a and mine's not gonna be an a then that motivates me to do better that's what we call you stress which is good stress stress that motivates you stress that gets you to do things that you're meant to do it's the type of stress that's not damaging to your actual bodily health as opposed to distress which is actually bad for you now it's difficult to try and overcome each time um but i mean at the end of the day there's not much that we can do about it um but yeah it's it's something that i'm learning to deal with and it's it's you know it's it's a working progress and yeah it's it's definitely a working progress i don't think i finished the comparative partner situation basically just stop thinking that you need to get a person you don't need to be a person to be a person you're already a person you don't need someone you don't like you literally don't yeah sure you need you know a social life you need to talk to humans like that's that is a definite scientific human condition however you don't need a romantic partner think about asexuals bro actually wait no wait wait not asexuals think of aromantics there we go like people who just have no interest in romantics whatsoever it's completely normal and just you don't need a person it's fine if you're alone it's fine if you've been alone for a long time long time whether that's one week whether it's a year whether it's a freaking decade that's fine it doesn't matter you don't need a person you just need really good friends everything will be okay i promise if it's not okay it's not the end well, who said that Winston Churchill uh, that guy ha 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 that guy's a knight ha ha anyways that's me very long episode have a really good day guys ah uh, well i'm sad to see you leave but hopefully we will meet again soon join me on my next episode whether it will be about monday motivations again or about creatives or quotes of the week and all that great stuff don't forget to share shandy with all your pals your peers your bras your panties your i don't know like you know just people you know what i'm saying but yeah have a good one